Oh, we back. If you will continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, before we get into it, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to, I don't know, I, I fucking write you a poem. Do I pour you a, a deep glass of wine? Do I crack the vinyl out? Dust off the vinyl player? Put that big old motherfucking cylinder? Drop it on the motherfucking needle? Do I do that? Do I do all that? Play some Marvin Gaye? Let me take a sip of this goddamn. I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking wine. Un momentito. I just want to show my appreciation sometimes. And I don't know how to do so. Um, And that's why in every relationship, what's the key? You said it, communication. It's important that you guys communicate with me. You can get in my DMs, nothing important podcast on Instagram. Very simple. Hit that message button. Tell me what you really feel. I'll talk back. I'm not Hollywood. You could go into the email, the king in sheepskin at gmail.com. Hit me up. I ain't going to talk about our business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to talk. I don't like to do that. I don't kiss and tell, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a very discreet individual. Holla at me. You know, I live for days like this. If you have been listening to this podcast, firstly, you know, all of that was to say thank you. I appreciate anybody that gives me ears. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to. You may feel like you're gaining more value than the effort that I'm putting in. It may feel uneven, but I really do appreciate it. It gives me a lot of confidence, a lot of energy. Anybody that is listening, you don't have to, but you're choosing to. And I appreciate that. Um, with all that being said, if you have been a listener to this podcast, I've been doing this, what, five, six months? Five, six fucking months? You got to know I live for days like this. You got to know I live for days like this, motherfucker. God damn it, God damn it. I'm going to take another sip of my goddamn wine. Sometimes I got to drum it up. Sometimes I got to create energy out of thin air. I got to become a magician. I got to snap my fingers, spin around three times, look down, hope I got some ruby shoes, tap them bitches, and pray that I go back home. You understand what I'm talking about? It's not always external forces in my favor. It's not always news that is interesting or topics that I can bring to you guys. Stories. And today has just been abundance. It's been abundance. I've been laughing all goddamn day. It feels like every time I click that button on the side of my phone and that screen lights up and reminds me that I'm a slave just like you and that I can't get away from it. The internet is my daddy. And this iPhone is my mommy. And I keep on going back to suck the titty of my mommy. I need more information. Every time that shit happens, I've laughed out motherfucking loud. I remember I was with my boy one time. And it was hilarious. Because it was just such a uh, expression of modern times. I was right next to him. And he just sent me something that he was looking at online. Which happens from time to time. You don't pass your phone to the individual that is right to your right or your left. You would just text them what you're looking at. That's what we do in the modern motherfucking era. And as I received that, I texted back to him in complete silence. LOL. Laugh out loud. And he just looked at me. He's like, yo, that shit blew mine. And we both laughed about it. Because <laughs> it, was, it was exposing the fact that a lot of times... You write back, you respond with these acronyms, with these, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, the modern way to laugh at somebody through digital interaction, 
digital social interaction. You put LOL, LMAO, crying face, emoji, laughing my rolling the fuck over, whatever the fuck it is, right? And in real life, you're not actually doing any of that. It's just like a polite response. And uh, that was kind of like the ex- exposure of that. Today was not that. There were no emojis. I've been laughing a fucking lot today. I've been laughing a lot today. There's also some synchronicities I want to I want to talk about before I get into you know some of the stories that I've been laughing about, some of the events that have happened, some of the things that I when I turn my fucking phone on is my daughter screaming in the living room watching Peppa Pig. Some of the things that when I've turned my phone on have made me kneel over and goddamn laugh. Before we get into that, I want to talk about some of the synchronicities. We do live in a time where I feel like it's trendy after the pandemic. I can't put my finger exactly on why. I think more time needs to pass for me to really give a comprehensive theory behind this one. But I'll give you guys a skeleton, the meat and bones of how I look at it. I feel like part of this post-pandemic syndrome, part of the change of the collective psyche, something has to happen when for the first time in the history of humanity, human beings existing... On planet Earth, all of the world powers, everybody who's governing every every city, every country, every place on the planet. For once in the beginning of history, they all agreed in shutting down the world because of this disease, this influenza, this virus, whatever you want to fucking call it. The flu uh, called COVID-19. And there are some reverberating after effects, aftershocks, if you will. Psychological issues that people are dealing with, consequences to telling everybody your jobs are gone. We're going to give you money in your hand. Stay at home. Stay indoors. And there, I, I, I've categorized this as post-pandemic syndrome. If I were to expand upon that and kind of think about past, maybe even like, you know, the Obviously, negative consequences, you know, people being antisocial more, um, you know, people being a little bit more conspiratorial, having a little bit more dissent. Their brains are fucking scrambled. Nothing like this has ever happened since the beginning of fucking humanity. Everybody's go home. Everybody got put on fucking timeout for two and a half years, right? Past that, some of the other effects that have happened is, is there's new trends There's new lenses, there's new perspectives that are being adopted by the masses that were in existence before the pandemic. But for whatever reason, after the pandemic, these things are becoming more popularized. If you have an Instagram, if you have a Facebook, if you have a TikTok, if you have social media in general, if you are around young people, you realize that there is trends where people are talking about manifestation. People are talking about synchronicities. People are talking about law of attraction. They're talking about numerology. There's a lot of different things that are, you know, in in the collective society's psyche right now. It's hot right now. It's hot right now. I got my my man's from, I, I knew him from Harlem. He's originally from Philly. My man's junior. You know what I'm saying? I knew him from Harlem. He originally from Philly. You know, he we grown now. I'm 30, he's 30. My man got a girl. He doing his thing. He hustling. He's making his money. And I see him. He's a tattoo artist. And it feel like every other day 
He's posting his wonderful artwork, incredible artists. He's doing his hustle. He's grinding. Hats off to you, man. But it feel like all of his clients want these like sequential uh, uh, order numbers, like 444-111-222. It's like this trend that's going on. Synchronicities is what people are into. Numerology is what people are into. I say all that to say, I want to say that that's bullshit. Let me take a sip of my motherfucking wine, baby. I want to say it's bullshit. I want to just look at it and say it's immaturity. It's people tapping out. There's nothing to it. People are obsessing over coincidence. People are obsessing over uh, signs that are not really signs. And it's, it's, a, it's a sign of mental illness. It's not a sign of God or somebody speaking to them or something bigger. And this obsession is just growing and growing because people, the ills of society, all the consequences to locking people down and all that self-reflection and all the confusion and all of the dissent and skepticism toward our government or to society and we're in a transitional period. I want to say all that shit. But then days like today happen. Days like motherfucking today happen. And coincidentally, should I say coincidentally or, or synchronistically? It is a motherfucking full moon, ladies and gentlemen. Irony is in full effect. Everybody knows about a guy named Elon Musk. Elon Musk is touted in America as a genius, as the smartest man. If they had that motherfucking Dos Equis commercial, he is the most interesting man in the world. This nigga came out with PayPal. He shifted, left his 19 baby mamas, moved on to this company and that company and this company. They all making tons of motherfucking money. And now he owns Twitter. If you want your 60 characters or less, I don't even think that's the, you know, the stipulations anymore. But for the sake of the motherfucking conversation, if you want that, that is run by motherfucking Elon Musk. Everybody knows who he is. He had a tweet one time that I found very interesting. He said, and I don't know if this is his words or he was just quoting somebody. But I was on Twitter and he said, uh, the universe loves irony. And I agree. Because today is a full moon. Synchronicity. It's also the day that I've been clicking on my phone. It feels like every news story is hilariously ironic. It's hilarious, man. Goddamn motherfucker. Look. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. The full moon that I'm referring to, if you want to look this up on your own goddamn time, I'm not an astrologist. I'm not an astronomer. I don't, I've never been to the moon. I don't know if people, in fact, have been to the moon. Conspiracy theorists, I'm, I'm not on your side, but I'm not against you. I'm just saying I don't fucking know. Today's full moon is called the wolf moon the wolf moon google that bitch it is referring to a time where it is the most barren in nature we're in the dead of the motherfucking winter baby and at this time you would hear nothing because all of the creatures most of the creatures in hibernation and the only creatures that you would hear are creatures that don't hibernate and maybe they're hungry and it's the dead of the night and it's cold. And so what do you hear? Oh, you hear the wolves, baby, the lone wolves. And they communicate with other motherfucking wolves. And they're trying to say, yo, the food over here, come holla at me. We need to gang up on whoever. You know what I'm saying? That's what time it is. That's what time it is. That's what the Native Americans went by. When the people who colonized America, they had to pay attention to these trends. It is in our epigenetic memory. There's something to it. Moon cycle is very motherfucking important. The irony that I'm talking about, Elon Musk, the universe loves irony. It is supposed to be a time of barren winter. There's supposed to be nothing. 
But guess what? There's so much to talk about. There's so much news that's motherfucking popping. First story, everybody's talking about it. Everybody ain't motherfucking talking about it. If you ain't talking about it, you ain't shit. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie. Everybody know Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Kyrie Irving is the black Israelite <laughs> from the Brooklyn Nets, number 11. And he requested a trade. I made a whole podcast yesterday about Sun, where I was praying to whatever motherfucking deity is in the power seat. Whoever is the motherfucking king. I don't know. I don't know. I was praying to everybody. I was shooting them out. I prayed to Buddha. I prayed to, you know what I'm saying? Prayed to everybody. I was praying to everybody. But it didn't happen. My prayer was not answered. Kyrie Irving was not, in fact, traded to the Nets after he requested a trade. The Brooklyn Nets very strangely and very quickly <laughs> abided by his, you know what I'm saying, his request. And they traded his ass to the Dallas Mavericks. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving, the black Jew, is going to Texas. Huh? Is this not funny to anybody? Does anybody just not inherently understand the irony here? Does not, it's just so fucking funny. Like, that is not what I expected. <laughs> I'll talk about the basketball shit and then I'll talk about the irony. If I'm thinking in terms of what I wanted, I'm let down. I told you guys time and time again, I think LeBron is the greatest of all time. I actually know it to be so. I know it to be so. LeBron is even hilarious about it. He understands he's the greatest. He understands as well that sometimes time can paint the picture clearer than his abilities. It happened with motherfucking Van Gogh. Van Gogh had to live a complete life of poverty. He had to live a complete life of pain, of being rejected for his genius art. He was even so depressed because of this that he cut off his own goddamn ear. The second his motherfucker dies, everybody was like, oh, that picture is actually pretty fucking nice. So we understand sometimes wrong time, wrong place is the correct circumstance for certain geniuses. LeBron James, he does get paid a lot, but it feels like he gets a lot of unnecessary hate for the fact that he is a fucking savant that we have never seen touch a basketball. Nobody has ever... I'm tired of the motherfucking Jordan comparisons. I'm tired of it. I get it. People like Jordan's personality. They like Jordan's personality. He was a man's man. He didn't cry. He didn't complain. He didn't show emotion. He was just a winner. He smoked cigars. He liked to gamble. He liked to crush the competition. Great. He was a dick. I get it. Men love that shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about the sport that most of the people that are fans of Michael Jordan, they can't shoot a basketball into a motherfucking hoop. A lot of them can't. A lot of them can't. Let's discount the fucking bias of it being people that were in the NBA or people that are around Michael Jordan's age that just want to remember that time as glorious and negate the fact that the game has evolved tremendously. That is a way harder, more skillful game being played now on the defense end and the offense end. Let's just negate all that, right? Or we could just fucking look at the facts and understand that LeBron James is the best to ever motherfucking do it. And he was very funny. He actually, I posted on my Instagram, going to my Instagram, Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram. My name is Matt Reyes. Nice to meet you. If this is the first time you're listening in, go on to my motherfucking Instagram stories and you will see I posted my boy posting LeBron 
And he said, maybe it's just me on Twitter. Hilarious. Motherfucking hilarious. Maybe it's just me. He even says it. He's like, what the fuck can I fucking do? I'm making trillions of dollars for whoever the motherfucking owns the NBA. And this guy is over here talking about Jewish people aren't Jewish people and black people inherit Israel and the world is a paper plate or whatever the fuck this guy is saying. He could request a trade and just get his way. LeBron James is out there fucking fighting tooth and nail and follicle. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, there's sweat and blood in the equation and that guy needs a little bit more. And I imagine that he is sacrificing his hair follicles to, to the sun god. Something is happening in Los Angeles for him to be 38 goddamn years old and still dunking on niggas. Let's be fucking honest. Let's be motherfucking honest. Lakers didn't make it happen. Lakers, if you're listening, if this is a dream, if this there is a great pool of collective consciousness and somehow you're tuned into the Nothing Important podcast, can I pray? Can I pray that the Lakers get it right and get somebody to motherfucking help this guy? He's incredible. That didn't work out. LeBron had a sense of humor about it. Life is life. They're all very rich. I am not. Not important, right? Let's talk about what the reality is. The reality of the situation is that Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. Interesting. Interesting. Of all the teams in the, in the NBA, in the National Basketball Association, this is a good move if he's not going to the Lakers. If I put my bias, my LeBron standum, my love for LeBron James, LeJuan James... LeBron James, if I put that love aside for a moment and just think from like an aspect of, of basketball business, the NBA getting eyeballs on games, not a bad move. Ain't not a bad move. Let me take a sip of my goddamn what? I think about it like irony wise, right? Irony wise, Kyrie Irving was in Brooklyn. Claiming that he was a black Israelite, a place that he's playing, the city that he's playing, the, the area that he's playing in, there's tons of people with that same religious belief. <laughs> now he's going to move to Texas? God damn it. That's going to be fucking interesting. That is going to be interesting. I will say outside of irony, if we're going to think towards synchronicity, um, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people that have the same uh, beliefs in Texas. I think there's going to be... <laughs> A bunch of people in Texas that still believe that the earth is flat. I think there are going to be even more people in Texas that don't like the Jews. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> that claim the Holocaust didn't happen. So maybe it was the right move. Maybe Adam Silver. I'm a, is Adam, I assume Adam Silver is Jewish, right? Maybe he was just being an intelligent individual and was like, hey, uh, let me call these teams and make this, that, and the third happen. Right? I know that's not how it works. It's just funny. Take a sip of my goddamn wine. I do think there's going to be a lot of people in Texas. I think he's going to... Yeah, I mean, it's already a sold-out stadium. Wherever the fucking Dallas Mavericks play. It's already sold out. But now it's going to be tailgating, not only from Dallas Maverick fans, but conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Are going to be Texas conspiracy theorists. You're going to see Alex Jones courtside. It's going to be motherfucking incredible, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking motherfucking forward to it. Getting into a more basketball viewpoint... Luca is already that nigga. He's not in, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the hood. You understand what I'm saying? 
White people get triggered when you, you call a white man and be like, that's that nigga. I remember just, you know, to veer off for a second and give you a little bit of story time. I love to play the instrument called guitar. I make love to it with my hands like it's a beautiful woman. And I know how to do that well as well. But I'm better on the motherfucking guitar. And when I was growing up playing this instrument, I would go to guitar centers around New York City. I remember I was in Union Square on 14th Street kicking it with some guy who was a transplant from another fucking city. He moved to New York with dreams of being a musician. In order him to grind and get himself off the ground, he had to work while he was doing so. So he was working in the guitar center. While I was in there gassing his motherfucking head up, I wasn't planning to buy shit. I was not planning to buy a goddamn thing. But I was in there talking his head up so he would continue moving that ladder around and getting me the nice expensive guitars at the top, right? That's what I'm doing. That's my little fucking hustle so I could play the nice instruments. And while I'm talking to son, he's telling me, about his experience in New York, and he's a white individual. I'm a Puerto Rican from the projects. We're kicking it. I'm trying to give him some perspective. And I started to understand the gap in understanding. You know what I'm saying? You, I could say the word nigga, a black person could say the word nigga. It's not, and then a white person says the word nigga. We all know that's wrong, but white people don't get it. They don't get it. They don't understand. They're confused. And that causes a lot of problems. Let me, let me finish this goddamn story. I'm a guitar center. I'm talking to this guy. He's like, where are you from? He didn't say it like that, but he basically said, where are you from? I told him Spanish Harlem. I grew up in East Harlem. He said, I was up there one time. I was up there. There was a place that was recommended for me to get food. I went up there and I was walking in a group of kids. They came up to me and they called me a white nigger. They called me a white nigger. And I understand out of context, I could create the context for the situation because I understand they weren't calling him a white nigger. They weren't trying to offend him. They were saying, yo, what the fuck is this white nigga doing here? <laughs> All that being said, now you can understand the context of me saying Luca is that nigga. He's that guy. He's him. He's Hemerson. He is, you know what I'm saying? He's putting up them buckets without the help. The Mavericks are not really great right now. What they was, I was talking to my boy on Instagram. My boy is a baller. My boy's a baller. I put money on him. He plays ball. He plays ball. He's nasty. I play ball and I cut a lot of people's ass, but I'm not a I'm not a baller. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My boy that was talking to him on the gram, he's a ball player. He, he plays the game. And he was he said what we you know, all people that love this game was thinking. You know, Mavericks was just waiting on another score and now they got it. I'm waiting to see how this unfolds. That's the reality of the situation. All this, and maybe this will give you perspective on LeBron's greatness. Everybody likes to suck LeBron's dick. Everybody likes sucking LeBron's dick. Oh my God, he had Dwayne Wade. Oh my God, he has Anthony Davis. Oh my God, he had Chris Bosh. Oh my God, he had Kyrie Irving. A lot of dick swallowing. People don't understand it's a five-on-five -five game. It's a team game. LeBron, one versus any two players, he's going to cook them all motherfucking day. LeBron versus any Two defenders. He's going to cook them all motherfucking day. If you don't have a two punch, if you don't have the one-two opportunity on your goddamn team, if there's no Kyrie Irving to dish the ball to, if there is no uh, Chris Bosh, if there's no Dwayne Wade in the equation, if the team is not real, then you don't have the opportunity to show that you can cook two players. And that's the same thing Luka was going through. Luka's still scoring crazy buckets, but the Mavericks ain't fucking the top in the Western Conference. And that's for a fucking reason, because they needed another scorer. They need somebody to take the heat off. 
it's not about somebody putting buckets in a basket. It is very clear that Luka Doncic, as a basketball player, can put that ball in the hole. He doesn't need a fucking vertical. The guy can't jump. He looks like a dad on the goddamn court. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> He's a kid, but he looks like a retiring father. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this guy is extremely fucking talented. There's no question that he can't just take that ball and put it in the hoop at goddamn will. That's not how the game works. You need another score so that it takes attention from the defense onto that other player. And that's what he has now. And I replied to my boy, I was like, God damn it, Kyrie Irving on a Dallas Mavericks. Luka is about to score 60 a motherfucking game. He's about to average 72 goddamn points. <laughs> I've been talking all this shit about LeBron James getting the motherfucking scoring title. What is about to happen, though? He's about to get the scoring title. This motherfucker is about to eat. I'm joking. You know, I don't think he's going to have as long as a career and be that healthy. He is a dad bod. But he's an incredible talent. He's an incredible scorer. And with a guy like Kyrie Irving, you can't play off of Kyrie Irving. You cannot play off of Kyrie Irving. He will at very least demand that one-two defensive effort. It's going to be the guy who is, when Kyrie has the ball in his hand, that guy defending him for dear life. And then the nearest defender, if you understand how basketball works, Right? You understand how basketball works? Help defense. The nearest defender is going to be sweating his balls off as well. Because it's Kyrie goddamn Irving. And what does that mean? Luka's going to be eating very motherfucking well. What it looks like he does already. It looks like Luka got no NBA diet. It looks like Luka eats whatever the goddamn he wants. I don't know what they eat in Eastern Europe, but it's very fattening. And that motherfucker's pudgy. He still gets baskets. And now he's going to get more. It's crazy. As a basketball fan... You know what I'm saying? I am interested to see those games, though. I, and I do like that move for Kyrie Irving. I like it more than the fact that he's going to a place where he's going to have aligned mentalities. <laughs> he is going to Dallas, Texas, where I'm sure, I'm sure people are going to be showing up to Mavericks games with Alex Jones t-shirts. Uh, I'm sure the neo-Nazis are going to put aside their black hatred to hate the Jews with Kyrie. I'm sure there's going you know, to be some Clayton Bigsby energy going on. Dave Chappelle, when he was a blind black racist. There's going to be a lot of that going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beside all of that, I think it's going to be a good mesh because Mark Cuban is a smart guy. Mark Cuban um, likes money. And he likes sports. And I think he's going to be able to get through to Kyrie. And they're going to have a great relationship. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good time, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's going to be a good time. I know a lot of people hate Kyrie Irving. They think he's a terrible teammate. There's a lot of people that are upset because of the comments he's made or what he's posted. There's a lot of people that disagree with him, that think he's insensitive or ignorant. Blah, 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 blah. Fact of the matter is he's a great basketball player. We're talking about basketball. Dallas Mavericks is a great organization. They became a great organization because of a guy named Mark Cuban. There is no fucking secret there. And I like them. I like them. I like Luka Doncic. I'm a little butthurt. I'm a little salty. I wanted to see Kyrie in Los Angeles. Bright lights. Bright motherfucking city. Putting up buckets. With the fucking greatest of all time to his right. But that's not going to happen. Back to reality. Hopefully the Lakers can get it together. And show some honor to the GOAT and give him the trade that he deserves. 
and put that team in contention. But as it pertains to Kyrie Irving, that's what it motherfucking is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Kyrie is a maverick now. He's going to the real America. I don't <laughs> Where has he played in the past? He's played in Cleveland. Uh, and he's played in uh, Boston. And he's played in New York. He's played in Brooklyn. Where else has he played? Right? That, that was it, right? I, I believe that was it. He was a Celtic. He was a, firstly, he was at a, a Cav. He was a Celtic. And then he was on he was on the Nets. He was in Brooklyn. I don't think he knows what he got himself into. You know what I'm saying? I said it last episode, you be careful what you goddamn asked for. I said it last episode, you be careful what you goddamn asked for. He wanted the best situation for himself basketball-wise. I think he got it basketball-wise, personal life-wise. He's in Texas, baby. He's in Texas. I think he's going to rethink a lot of the beliefs he has when he goes to these games and the fans are saying, God damn it, Kyrie. I don't like niggers, but I love you because I hate the Jews. <laughs> I think he's going to say, oh, am I on the right side of what I'm thinking? But it's going to be interesting. Once again, from a basketball standpoint, it's going to be highly entertaining. Shout out to the Dallas Mavericks. Congratulations. You got yourself an incredible basketball talent. Shouts out to Mark Cuban. I'm a Mark Cuban fan. I'm a Mark Cuban fan. I know Mark Cuban is excited. I know Mark Cuban is nervous. Mark Cuban is nervous. He's like, did we make, you know, is this, but Mark is smart. Mark is, not Mark is smart, not the Celtics. We're not talking about the Celtics. I'm talking about Mark Cuban is a smart guy. He'll make it work. I think Kyrie's going to be happy. I see the Dallas Mavericks next year being a very serious contender. When they get a year under their belt with a Luka Doncic and a Kyrie Irving, I don't give a fuck who else is on the goddamn court. I don't give a fuck who else is on the goddamn court. We're talking about two great ball handlers, two great shooters, one of which can get to the rim at will, and it's not even the tall one. I'm talking about Kyrie. <laughs> Both people who attract at least two defenders each, it's going to be a nasty nightmare. I'm interested to see where that goes. It is ironic, ladies and gentlemen, that the black Jew is going to Texas where they don't like blacks and they don't like Jews. That's the irony because it is the wolf moon, but it is abundant today. Guess what? There's more motherfucking shit I'm going to talk about. I was on World Star. Let me take a sip of my goddamn wine. I was on World Star. I love World Star. I love World Star. World Star is how could I express this? It's crass. It's crude. It is rude. It is exploitative. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. It ruins lives. But what it does as well is it cuts through all of the noise in society, all of the polished presentations, all of the two-dimensional uh pageantry that goes on on the Instagrams and the Facebooks where you can present yourself not as you actually are, not your ugly, mentally ill reality. Worldstar cuts through that and it posts videos exposing what human beings really are. And if you got the stomach of a goddamn surgeon and you get on worldstarhiphop.com, you will be able to enjoy some reality. Through a virtual lens. You're still on your goddamn iPhone. You're still a slave. 
but you get to experience what the real world is actually like. It's goddamn fantastic. Let me take a sip of my goddamn wine. I was on Worldstar and um, I saw I came across this video, and it was a video that was, you know, something is great content when it is embarrassing an individual, and the content that is embarrassing that individual, that content is so embarrassing that you feel embarrassed while you're watching it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They call it cringy. They call it uh, you know. It's not for the squeamish. There's a video on Worldstar circulating of family members of a very famous podcaster. Actually, the most famous podcaster in existence. The guy who kind of headed this industry. The guy that anybody who has a podcast, whether it be successful, whether it's not. Whether you are a king in the world of podcasting or whether you are getting butt fucked. And you're making no money and you're wasting your goddamn time. If you like this outlet, you owe that opportunity to a crazy, psychotic son of a bitch named Joe Rogan. I love that son of a bitch. I love, I don't know him personally, but you got to, out of respect of art forms, give it up to the people who were the mavericks, who the people who were the trailblazers. Enough of these goddamn NBA teams, the people who were in front, in the front lines, and carved out a path for everybody to be a fucking follower. And if we're talking about podcasts, you talk about a guy named Joe Rogan. He's not only the most popular, he's not only the biggest podcaster, but he's the guy that really made this shit what it is, man. He's a guy that was a crazy son of a bitch, however many years ago, he was like, I'm going to go on a microphone and talk to me, my buddies and people I'm interested in, and I'm going to interview them, or I'm going to talk about, you know, what, whatever the fuck I'm going to talk about, whether it's smart, whether it's stupid, whether it's informed, whether it's uninformed, I'm going to be a free human being and do what I goddamn want, and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I don't care if God knocks on my door. I don't care if Jesus comes out of my pee hole. I don't care if Satan is my wife and I wake up in 3.30 in the morning and she stabs me in the stomach. Nothing is going to stop me from when that next day comes around, the next opportunity, the next 24 hours, the next sunrise comes around. I'm going to continue with this podcast. And that's what this individual did. And he did so. He did it. He didn't just talk about it. He did it for a long goddamn time. And now he's the king. Of podcasting. And with all of that fame and success. And you know the next one, ladies and gentlemen, money. With all of that comes the motherfucking bullshit. I was on worldstar.com. And I, I before I get into what I saw in this video, I just, I love when I'm proved right. I love when I'm proved right. I like to think of myself as a smart individual. I like to think of myself as an intelligent individual. And I don't know how funny I am. I don't know, excuse me, not how funny. I don't know how smart I am sometimes, but every once and again, you know, if you put things out in the universe, if you put enough things out in the universe, you will be right about some of them. I'm going to congratulate myself. I was completely right. One of the first episodes I had of the Nothing Important podcast, I was talking about niggas. I was talking about niggas. And I was explaining, like I was explaining to this guy in Guitar Center when they was like, yo, you a white nigga. You know what I'm saying? This, this, what, what is it? Who, what, what is this white nigga doing here? You know what I'm saying? I was explaining to him context and definition 
of what that means, of what a nigga means, man. And uh, in this episode, I was explaining that it's not black people are not the only niggas. You know what I'm saying? If, if nigga by definition means ignorant, it's not a racial thing. It has been used predominantly on one race. But we're just talking about ghetto ass motherfucking people. <laughs> and I was right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it. I said Irish people and Italians are niggas. I said Irish people and Italians are niggas. And I was right. Joe Rogan is Italian and his family went on to Worldstar and they put out this piece. I guess he doesn't have communications with his father. He has a bad relationship with his father. His father, I've heard, did not raise him. But this video is about four or five minutes of nigga gold. This is nigga gold. <laughs> when the conquistadors went to South America and they heard the rumors, uh, or when they went to the Caribbean and they heard the rumors, they was in Puerto Rico, Ponce de Leon heard the rumors of the fountain of, of youth, or whoever the fuck was in South America taking over South America heard the, the rumors of El Dorado. You know what I'm saying? They was in search of nigga gold. That's what they would say. This video on Worldstar is nigga gold. This is nigga gold. These are Italians. But I couldn't even fucking understand them. I couldn't understand that there was Italians. I couldn't believe that there was goddamn Italians. These are niggas. This is some ghetto ass shit. This was a video, a five minute video of Joe Rogan's father and I believe his sister, who I don't believe he was raised with, but these some New Jersey Italian niggas <laughs> making the most petty play for this guy's pockets. It was hilarious. It is hilarious. I would recommend anybody. To go on to worldstar.com and go look for this video. And it really gave me an insight into what money does, not only to individuals, but more so to the people around the individual. It's an incredible video. Just to recant the video very shortly, I'm not going to give it uh, the light that it deserves. I would, I would pray that you go and watch this and watch it twice and watch it three times. It is hilarious. They cut it up. They took time. They took time and effort cutting this video up uh, in between various members of his alleged family, of the, the original Rogan family, the Italians from New Jersey that gave him his name. Uh, various clips of them accusing him of this, that, and the third, misinformation and lying on his father, and then going and shooting back to him talking on his podcast. It is motherfucking funny. It's hilarious. Let me take a sip of my goddamn wine. point of all this is that I was able to reflect on something I've seen examples of in the past. I remember this very famous sports. We were just talking about basketball. So this is synchronistic. Um, very famous, um, popular documentary that came out not too long, t not too long ago. It was a 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN. And it was talking about athletes and their relationship to their family after they get that motherfucking check. After they get that motherfucking money. And the heinous, inhumane, disgusting ways, manipulative, emotionally manipulative, psychologically manipulative ways that their loved ones, their kin, their blood, the levels they would stoop to, to try to squeeze money out that goddamn athlete. And it was a disgusting thing to watch. Where you have these young men, young women who were in various 
sports industries who they were living the American dream. They were living the American dream. They had the opportunity. The one in the million opportunity is probably less odds than the fucking lotto to be a pro athlete, to be that talented and to stay healthy and to get recognized and have have the stars aligned for you to fucking make it and then sign that contract where you get that big ass motherfucking check. And after all those hoops you fucking jump through and all that hard work and determination, the family just comes with fangs and they want to suck your goddamn blood. And that's what this video reminded me of. Oh my God. Oh my God. They kept on, they were doing like projecting 101. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like nobody was there to interrogate them, cross-examine them or ask them any questions. But every other sentence out of their mouths was, uh, we not doing it for the money. It's like nobody, nobody said that, bro. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody talked about money. You guys are making a video. Nobody talked about money. And the video was basically uh, Joe Rogan in the past had talked ill about the man that did not raise him. He talked ill about this guy that did not raise him, his father. And um, I guess recanting this, or or excuse me, responding to his accusations, they made like a, a video where they were calling him a liar. They said that they have proof from the attorney general or they have like uh, proof from the courts that his father was not. So, I mean, if they have proof from the courts, I mean, something went to through the judicial, you know, something, something, you know, there's some legal action, something happened. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whether he was proven innocent or guilty, there was some accusations that lined up to what Joe was talking about. But all of that being said, it was just a really disgusting uh, example of what happens when people make money. And like, I felt for him for a motherfucking second, man. I know when you're on the tippy top of the goddamn mountain and you're completely successful and you are making tons of money, uh, the world is going to look at you in one way. Nobody's going to feel sympathy for you. Everybody's going to look at you like you have to be stone cold and hard. Everybody's going to look at you like you have to be a God and people will attack you endlessly. I, I imagine as the reality for anybody who is that successful worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but I felt for him in a, in, a, in a sense because it's like, I'm, I don't feel bad for him. Like, I'm, I don't fucking know the guy. I don't fucking know the guy. But I felt for him like I could I could see that with me. I could fucking see that with me. <laughs> I was surprised how ghetto Italians were. <laughs> they were some goddamn niggas. That shit, that's the embarrassing part of it. I know Joe was probably, he probably watched that was like, Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, if I could erase these people off the planet Earth, I would do so. But you know what I'm saying? Everybody got a past. Everybody comes from something. We don't choose what we come from. Um, and it explained a lot. Like, I, I literally talked about this. I literally talked about this already. I talked about the fact that people who are in high places that have pushed themselves against all odds and... Uh, inherited many mental illnesses to be resilient enough to be at the heights of the heights of success in America. It is not an easy achievement. And Joe Rogan is definitely an example of a guy who is self-made, uh, especially if that is his, his, his biology. Holy shit. Uh, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is... Um, there are motivators that are negative and they're traumatic. And I, I, I imagine like this, the, I mean, his father and his sister and whoever the fuck else was in the video, 
um, I think it was like a brother-in-law or whatever, they were like, they were coming at him pretty fucking hard. But all of these people were trying to like prove a point that he was this heinous piece of shit. And in doing so, they just kind of exposed themselves for being like blood-sucking leeches, for being people who, you know, wanted to grab some money and they were salty because they couldn't get to that money. Even though they had no actual relationship with this guy. It, they, they all kind of admitted that they didn't, that the father didn't raise him, that they didn't grow up with him. Um, but they still, you know, without saying it directly, were just there for the motherfucking money. Um, I could, I could see clearly the, the thing that he was running away from, you know, why he was motivated to get where he was. And that is inspiring. And in the same way, it is embarrassing. It's humiliating. It's fucked up, but you know what I mean? It is what it is. It is what it is. And I felt that shit. I was like, man, that would, that would be, (laughs) I imagine I have a ton of fucking embarrassing shit happen to me if, you know. I don't even say if. I know I'm going to be very successful, but, um, you know, that that's part of it. That's part of the motherfucking thing. It's not going to be perfect, but that shit is hilarious. It is ironic. I was just talking about that shit, um, and it is it's something that you got to fucking, you got to go see it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking a motherfucking lot, and I want to keep on drinking. It is Sunday night. Tomorrow's going to be Monday. We got to get back to, what do they call it? They call it the grind. I don't like I don't like the grind. I don't like the grind. I'm not gonna be grinding, ladies and gentlemen. I'm being the motherfucking flow from Monday into a Sunday. Today is Sunday. The flow that I'm on right now, I'm trying to be like this wine that's in my glass right now. I'm swishing it around. I'm trying to swish this shit around and I'm gonna stop talking. If anybody's to continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I wanna thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor, go on to my Instagram, like the post, like the reels. Until next time.